Welcome to Jet Cetera, folks. It's the Winnipeg Free Press podcast about the Jet, sports, and etc. I'm your host, sports editor Steve Lyons, and I'm joined, as usual, by sports columnist Mike McIntyre. Mike, it's episode 69. It's the Alex Burmistroff episode. That's right. He did wear that number, which... Oh, hang on. Say what, you ask? Yeah. <laughs> well, it turns out that the Not Jets, here. Not here. The Jets draft pick, when he went back to spend two seasons in Akbar's Kazan, and I just love saying that, yeah. Akbar's Kazan. It reminds me of a movie director, Elia Kazan. Um, he wore that number, 69. When he came back to Winnipeg, though, to play... He went back. He went to number six, which is just a dumb number for a forward. I guess it's a six or an upside down nine. I guess so. But get this: through sixty-five games of that season that he came back, he had six goals and nine assists. Come on, <laughs> it was fate. <laughs> then he had though two goals and two assists in his next four games, but he had played sixty-nine games. Oh doom, my. Doom, 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 How doom, much time doom. did you spend? You probably spent sixty nine minutes spend any on this. Time researching this. <laughs> Somebody else did this. Oh really? I found it on the interweb, Mike. Do you have a Do you have a personal researcher now doing uh, yeah, your exactly. your yeah, prop no. work? Well, that Steve is the most interesting thing about Alex Burmistrov. The, um, the one yeah, and only I, thing. What, like what? what uh, he was total, an enigma. Total, total enigma. Total, uh, total tangent. Remember here, when they said it was the Jets that ruined him, and that he, if he only he'd get a chance somewhere else? Then he went to what Arizona? Is that where he went? And then he went to Vancouver. Right. And he didn't do anything in those cities either. Too bad. Skilled guy, man. He could skate. Yeah. Skilled. Um, just you I know guess. who probably did ruin him? It wasn't the Jets. It was the Thrashers. They rushed him in right yeah, when he was I eighteen. Think Alex like Bermitroff, well, he probably Alex right. Yeah. But uh, it just shows sometimes Russian guys in and you, you maybe... Russian? You're Russian. Russian. They were, he was Russian, all right. Russian, the guy in, yeah. <laughs> Hopefully don't get calls on that. People don't call us anyways, do they? Do you ever get calls? I, I, I have a voice message. I've been off for a few days. I have voicemail on my phone here. I haven't answered yet today. Um, anyways, today we're back. It's been a few weeks. Uh, we're not sure exactly how long. Uh, everything feels 14 like 14 years. years ago. Yeah, so the last time we did one of these, it was... Um, Hockey season, now it's football season. But anyways, today we're going to chat about what's a busy month ahead for the local NHL team. We'll chat a little bit about Mike's adventures going to the Stanley Cup. The Bombers are holding training camp. That's right, folks. The Bombers are back after that 14-year break. And uh, as usual, we'll talk about our vacation plans. Mike actually is currently interrupting right. his time off just to do this podcast. That's how dedicated to... He's got an extra large cup of I do. McDonald's, uh, McDonald's coffee today. It's, it's dollar drink days at McDonald's, so sure, nice whatever, and cheap, Mike. Steve. I know you're not a coffee guy. I'm a big coffee guy, but not cheap coffee. Well, you're right. Yeah, this I'm is total ethically this is ethically sourced no, coffee, it's not. Steve. Bullshit. Can I say that? <laughs> yes, you. I can. just did. Um, <laughs> but I'm their not... sign says it's ethically sourced. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Yeah. I bought some coffee the other day. I can't remember the name of it now. I wish I would have remembered. Um, at St. Leon's Garden, mm. this organic Peruvian gar uh, uh, Oh, my God. It's so good. I went back and bought another one. Nice. Uh, Ten bucks, though, for like uh, half a pound. Which gives you how many cups? I don't know. More than ten. Oh, well, that's not bad because you're so, paying like five bucks at Starbucks for a cup, right? No, so not that's... for coffee or not. <laughs> this is such a myth about Starbucks. You buy a coffee well, that's at Starbucks paying, for like a buck, right. buck 79 or whatever, right? Right. If you buy a latte, you're spending five bucks. That's true. I had a Frappuccino, vanilla bean Frappuccino 
Uh, somebody bought it for me though, so it didn't cost me anything uh, while I was off. Uh, oh my God, so good! I hadn't had one in, in quite some time. And that is our coffee cast, folks. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> uh, let's get to the first period, Mike. So it's a busy uh, few weeks coming up here for the Jets. Um, I know it seems weird, folks. It's July the fourteenth, fourteenth of July, and uh, we're going to talk a little hockey and Winnipeg Jets. But there's a bunch of things coming up, Mike. We got the expansion draft. We got the amateur draft. We got uh, free agency. Yep. Got the NHL sked coming out. Maybe the league will have a decision on whether they're going to the Olympics or not. Um, let's let's talk first. Let's let's hit the expansion draft right. first. The Seattle Kraken have joined let's the league. Let's get Kraken, yeah. Let's get Kraken. Uh, they're going to. Um, What's the deal? So they get to pick players from all the teams. One week from today. One week from today? On the 21st. You'll be uh, back from vacation that day, will yes. you? Yes. Okay. So here's the big question. I, I noticed you wrote about this last week a little bit about who you think the Jets will protect. Right. I think the forwards, we won't go through them. I think that it, it's uh, who are they going to protect the forwards? I don't think it's, there's no, 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 no contra- it's no brainer. Wheeler, no contra- Shifley, Connor, Ehlers, Dubois, <coughs> Cop, and Lowry. I mean, okay. that's their core. That's their. And you got the Josh Morrissey on defense. You got um, Neil, Pionk. Uh, Neil Pionk on defense. And so the, the the question that you brought up, and I think it's a really, really good one, is do they protect Dylan DeMello or Logan Stanley? Because you can only protect three defensemen. Right. So, and they're not exposing Morrissey or Pionk. That is clear. Right. So you said you think they'll protect DeMello. But you also intimated that maybe it would be a better idea to protect Logan Stanley. I'm going to say right off the hop that I don't think that you can risk losing Logan Stanley. Right. No matter what you do. His ceiling, you don't know what his ceiling no, is. No, it's only 23. Correct. You, you drafted him in the first round of the NHL draft. You invested all that time and energy into him. Right. Um, he's got size, foot speed. Some skill. little nastiness that they don't yeah, have very much of. Yeah, so, I mean, by the time he's 27 or 28 years old, I mean, um, do you want to let a guy like that go? Now, Dylan DeMello was drafted in the 18th round or something like that. I'm exaggerating, <laughs> folks, uh, but something like that. It's 297th overall or something like that. He's a talented guy. He's made a good NHL he's career. He's 28, so he's now but, getting into the – Backside of the there's back a, nine of his yeah, career, yeah, and there's just you know, and he's just like uh, he's, he had a he had an okay season. He played better at the end of the season, but he's he's kind of blah, right? He, he's just he is what he is, and you know what he is, and so I mean, there's probably other others out there like him if you needed to right replace him, right? Do you know what I mean? Don't you think? What it boils down to for me, Steve, is that. So Mason Appleton is going to be the most notable forward that's available yeah, for the I, Jets. I, I don't care. This guy this guy no, is the I, most overrated player on the team, Mike, in my opinion. I know yeah. that lots of people think he was the most improved player on the team. He did nothing the second half of the yeah, year. Yeah, he, he definitely did nothing in the playoffs. He peaked after Jay Bell's <laughs> two page yeah. feature on him. Nothing. That was the nothing. end of see you later, Mason but here's, Appleton. Here's, Go away. Here's how I see it playing <laughs> out. If the choice for Seattle was between Stanley and and Appleton, oh, it's a no-brainer. It's they're a they're no-brainer. taking Logan Stanley. Yeah. If the choice was between 
DeMello and Appleton, I think there's a good chance Seattle would take Mason Appleton and then you right. still keep Dylan DeMello, right. which you kind of want it anyways, right? I think right? there's going to be a bunch of Dylan DeMellos yes. left unprotected by a variety of different teams. The only reason I could see Seattle taking a DeMello is if they wanted to then flip him to a team that needs some defensive help and they turn him into another asset, which they could do. Vegas did that. I think Vegas took like 14 defensemen and within like a day they had traded about three or four of them to other teams so I expect Seattle will do that they're going to collect guys that they don't even necessarily want but because they think they have some value that they can then yeah, turn them assets, which yeah. is fine um, but I think Seattle would look at a Mason Appleton and think hey this is a guy maybe we could slot him in on our third line you know right off the hop he was playing the third line with the Jets but for sure if Logan Stanley is available there's a guy that they say we, we want this guy. He's to, a first round draft pick. You know what I mean? Like there I, aren't I'm a many big of those fan that, of first round draft picks. Even Alex Burmistroff, right? First round draft pick because there was something about them for, for sure. sure at the time. So w when we will know the answer, Steve, is by Saturday because NHL oh. teams have till Saturday okay. to. Um, although it may be another day before the NHL releases them unless it leaks out. But yeah, teams have until this Saturday to uh, give their protected. Who's doing list. that story on Sunday, Mike? I will do it, Steve. I will jump in. Uh, Mike never gets a full vacation. Um, but yeah, so I mean, I'm I'm curious to see what the Jets list looks like, and you know, there's even talk: could there be another curveball or two? Like maybe Blake Wheeler exposed. Well, that I've gotten a lot of emails on that saying if Blake Wheeler is the team player that he says he is, he would take one for the team because it would mean they could protect Mason Appleton. Right. I don't know that Blake Wheeler is going to risk having to uproot his family. Not that I don't think Seattle would take Blake Wheeler at eight and a half million at no, that age. No. Um, but the thinking would be, and you're seeing other teams do it. Jeff Skinner just waived his no trade. Eric Johnson in Colorado today agreed to waive his no trade, which means they can keep uh, Sam Gerrard or I forget who the other young defenseman is. But I mean, Toby Enstrom did it three yep. years ago. Granted, yep. the Jets then had to make a side deal that maybe cost them Nick Suzuki in order to have Vegas not take Enstrom. But so guys do that. I just don't think the Jets are going to ask Blake Wheeler to do it. Would Blake Wheeler volunteer? I mean, I don't know, maybe. And, and for those who aren't sure why they'd have to ask Blake Wheeler, he has a full no trade, uh, no movement. So he would have to agree to waive it for him to be exposed. But the common thinking is he he's a guy nobody would, Seattle wouldn't touch. So it allows you to protect another player. Uh, it does create some intrigue. The bottom line, the Jets are going to lose one player. I suspect it's going to be Mason Appleton, maybe Dylan DeMello, because I do think the Jets would be wise, as we said, uh, to protect Logan Stanley. Yeah, unless they know something and they're much smarter than we are, Mike. <laughs> well, that, sure. And about, there's side know. deals. And I, right. I would just be wary of, we saw Steve. I mean, one of the reasons Vegas got so good so quick is because GMs kind of outfunk themselves, right? Like some of these side deals were way worse than what they were trying to protect. You look at a team like Florida, which sent what Riley Smith to, I can't remember the guy they didn't want Vegas to take, but they said, here, we'll give you Riley Smith if you take Jonathan Marchessault. Right. And not this, well, both Smith and Marchessault are like cornerstones of yeah, that, team. Good players for that team. For and I mean, they're, they're, Florida's a good team. Too, right. I mean, yeah. Minnesota did it too. They didn't want, I think, Jonas Brodine, they didn't want him picked. So they sent Alex Tuck. And Shea Theodore went from Anaheim because they didn't want uh, a man, Josh Manson. 
So you look at teams that what they ended up giving up, and I think teams will be a lot more wary uh, this time of. Uh, so what of do you that. think about the free? So let's jump to the free agency mm-hmm. now. The Jets have two free agents, Neil Pionk and and restricted. Well, they have a bunch of other guys restricted. Right. Free, uh, who are the unrestricted free agents? Stasny, Pro, eh. the the big one. Stasny, Pro, Tucker Pullman. Yeah, so I, Derek Forbert. Yeah, yeah. So they're gonna sign any of those. Nate guys? Thompson, so Trevor Lewis, their guys? whole fourth line. Yeah, yeah. Thompson yeah. Lewis Pro. I mean, I think they will sign a couple of these guys. Um, Dominic Toninato, they did sign. I wouldn't mind seeing Forbert back. Right. It's just what you plan on doing or with Pullman, your I guess. Blue yeah. line. Yeah. And that's the big question. The right now, the only defensemen under contract for next season for the Jets are are Morrissey. Uh, uh, Morrissey Pionk, who's not really under contract because he's an he RFA. Will, he they'll will they'll be. Him, though, yeah. um, and DeMello. Right. And Nathan Bolio, who was hurt right. last year. And right. then like Sammy Niku. So the Jets defense, I mean, Forbert, Pullman, um, Jordy Ben, who was here at the end. Like, they, yeah, there's he's a, not coming he's back. Not coming back. Yeah. But yeah, Pionk and Kopp are the big ones, Steve. And to me, if you're the Jets, you'd like some clarity on what kind of number. Both those guys are getting raises. Probably big raises. Um, and so as you head in, free agency starts the 28th of July. So you got a couple weeks till what that. What do you think Pionk's worth? Probably something in the fours. I think Pionk. Yeah, maybe five even. I think Pionk and what Kopp. What about Kopp? Well, Adam Lowry just got three point, was it 3.25, I think, over his extension. And okay. to me, Andrew Kopp's much more valuable than Adam Lowry. Kopp has a lot more offense to his game. Right. He also has the versatility to play, I think, up and down the lineup a bit more. To me, Andrew Kopp's probably starting with a four, low fours. And if you're talking about a multi-year deal, which I'm sure the Jets, they don't want to just sign him to one or two. They'd like to lock him up like the rest of their core guys. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting. If you're the Jets and Kurt Overhart is Andrew Kopp's agent, very difficult agent to deal with. He was Jacob Truba's agent, just for reference. Um, he's kind of the, who's the guy in baseball? Scott Boris. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So he's the Scott Boris of the NHL. And the thinking is if the Jets are going to have trouble locking Andrew Kopp up, would you potentially look at moving him? I mean, if, if you can't get him signed long-term, right? So there's lots of intrigue for sure. And all I can say, Steve, is the Jets, as they look today, two weeks from now, they could look a whole lot different between free agency and and the draft and the expansion draft. So lots of interesting days ahead. All right, folks, we're back for the second period of our Jet Setra podcast. Uh, Mike, you were uh, last week. I was off last week, or was it the week before? I can't even remember. I've been off so much lately, Mike. Um, Enjoying that, by the way. Um, Anyways, you were down at the Stanley Cup. You went to Montreal first, then you went down to Tampa Josh Anderson. Is that how it happened? It did, yeah. So and I was in you... Montreal for six days because right. we, went, we went down there for game two. Oh, yeah. Then you came back to Montreal. I didn't came... come back. to. Then I just came back out, straight from Tampa after they won the cup. Right. So, yeah, I was in Montreal for game two, which I went and covered at right. the Bell and Center. Three, four, and then down to Tampa Three, four five, in yeah. person, down for five. They All won right. the cup and then the adventures. So tell me about traveling. I wanna, I'm curious about this. You yeah. went, you, you, you traveled to Montreal, which was like... It was pretty How easy. Was so you go to the airport. What happens when you go? Is it different at the airport when you go to oh, the airport? it's dead. There was like, oh. it took me from the time I got out of my uh, car at the airport to the time I was standing at my gate was probably 10 minutes. Oh, wow. Yeah. 
because there was just nobody there. There's nobody there. Oh, so this was a this was a Tuesday morning flight. I think my flight was nine o'clock or nine thirty. How many people were on the plane? Uh, Is it any different getting through customs? It was a you small wear a mask plane and all that or whatever. Yeah, or? they take your temperature. Oh yeah. Um, you so don't have to show a test. I did to not have to show a test. Domestically, so just, right? Just to be clear, yeah. uh, here in Manitoba now. You can tra- anybody can travel. You don't have to be essential. It doesn't. You could just go on vacation I now go to, to Montreal. Absolutely. All right. um, so there's no requirement to be essential. Um, the the only thing is, if you're not double dosed, if you're not fully vaxxed, you That's would moot. still potentially have to quarantine when you come yeah, we back. Don't care. We're but we don't care. So, yeah. We both are. Let's not even so. talk about that. If you're not, well, then you're right. shit out of luck. So they did not ask. They didn't ask anything about my vaccination status to fly to Montreal because oh. they don't care. Okay. Um, it changes certainly to go to the states. So where it got a little interesting is when Josh Anderson scores last Monday night to force Game Five because right. of course Montreal was on the verge of being swept. Had Tampa scored in overtime in Montreal game four, I just would have come home the next day. So Anderson scores off to Tampa we go. So it was a scramble to book a flight the next morning. But before I could book the flight to Tampa, Steve, I had to get a COVID test because the airlines will not allow you to fly into the States as a Canadian unless you can produce a negative test. They don't care if you're vaccinated as you fly there, but they do care that you have tested. So where did you go for that? You go to the airport? So I had to go to the airport, right. So I I basically had two options, I guess. I could have, on the the guys that there could be a game five, I suppose I could have found somewhere in Montreal, kind of like we can do here in Winnipeg, where you could just go to like a drive-through and get tested. But I was asking some Montreal reporters and they told me that it doesn't really work that way in Montreal. You can't just as a citizen, just go get a free COVID test, especially as an out of province citizen. So had I been flying, let's say Winnipeg to Tampa, I could have just probably gone to like one of the the drive up locations, asked for a COVID test. I don't even know what I have to say that I have symptoms. I think I could have just said to them, I'm traveling. I want no, a I COVID test. I don't think you test. can do that, but let's not speculate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but in Montreal... Let's talk about what you did do. Yeah, so I had to go, uh, and they have rapid testing being done at the airport, 15-minute um, turnaround time, but it costs you 150 bucks. Okay. And what I saw was a real moneymaker because... So they jabbed the thing up your nose and did they the They do, yeah, yeah, and you just yeah. go sit in a little corner. It's just in the... It's by the, or by the check-in counter, just kind of in the back. And so, yeah, they swirl you in your and nose. Then because, and then because you that test lasts for 72 Seven. hours, you didn't have to get one on the Correct. Way back. But you would have had to get one coming back too, right? Like if you were flying out of Tampa. Yes. I needed to show, in order to get back into Canada, I also had to show a negative test. And for me... Where did you have to show that? I had to show it both at the check-in in, in Tampa, Orlando? in Orlando, right. where I flew home. Yeah. And then also at Customs in Toronto, in Toronto. upon arrival. All right. So... Yeah, had the good thing for me is that I was only in Tampa 48 hours. So that Montreal rapid right. test stood up. Let's say I had been in Tampa for four days, not two. I would have then had to go find another spot to get a test, yeah. which presumably would have been, I could have done one at the Orlando airport because right. most for of these airports. $145. Exactly. <laughs> so there's a little extra cost of flying around the country. There these, is. North and America these so days. people for sure would, would want to know that if you're, let's say you're taking your family on a vacation, right? family of four, and if you got to pay for four COVID tests, and if you got to do it both ways, my goodness, that would quickly yeah. add up. Yeah. Now, 
right now you can't just pleasure travel. So when I say a family of four, like you can't just take your family to Disney World right now because there's still the border's still closed, right? Is we, it? Well, it is for unless you're there for work or essential. Oh, okay. You can't just go on holidays to the States right now. Oh, okay. At least you're not supposed to. All right. So you can't just go down to Target for a weekend of shopping in Grand Forks. Okay. But that is likely changing very soon. And and so you do wonder, like, how long are, is this testing going to be? So I had to show... They didn't care in Orlando about my vaccination status. Where they did care was when I landed in Toronto. Right. I had to show them that I was right. double-dosed because yeah. that spared me from being put in quarantine, quarantine jail for yeah, three yeah. days. So what do you think of the game? The, uh, what do you think of the game down there? Well, it I've was, been to, I've been to Tampa. I've been to the hockey rink in Tampa. Yeah. Uh, you've been there before, I guess mm-hmm. you've been there before. So the one thing I always found about Tampa, uh, visiting there for hockey or whatever, was that it's a real kind of hockey crowd. It's a hockey town. Sure. They've won the Stanley cup previous to this, this, this double, uh, yeah, uh, this, win here or whatever. And I found that, you know, like they got that, 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 avenue there where they got the statues i think there's the vinny the, the cavalier yep. statue yep. and all that or whatever and they got the banner from previously when they won and it's kind of it's kind of a neat little area thunder alley i think they call it yeah yeah, yeah it's a neat it, little it was surreal to be in an environment steve where there were eighteen thousand six hundred unmasked fans yeah. in the building and right. So they actually had our press box because there was so much media there. It wasn't the traditional press box high above. The press box was actually in the seats. Oh, yeah. They had us like in the back row of all the sections. So you had to actually walk the regular concourse elbow to elbow with the fans to get to your seat. I still wore my mask. (laughs) I just didn't feel comfortable. I'm sure I got lots of strange looks because I was like the one guy wearing a mask but i just wasn't really comfortable yet taking it off even though there was no mask mandate and nobody else had one on well i mean yeah i, you know, that's the, I don't know if i want to get into it right now but the reality i mean everybody's suggesting that if you're double vaccinated and uh, that you don't need to be wearing a mask no and so I, i'm looking forward to taking this yeah these, these i think it's just off. gonna yeah. it's almost yeah. like just it's just going to take a little bit of time to get used to. Like I wasn't ready to do it on yeah, my first sure, good time. For you, yeah. Um, but yeah, the environment was amazing. I mean, they it, it was a nice ending to a really unique NHL season that started in complete silence and empty rinks. Like whether you care if Tampa won, and I, I could care less. I mean, yeah, I, me too, I, yeah. I find a little the way they did business there with the salary cap is a little, but I guess good for them. If you're not cheating, you're not trying. Um, yeah, I don't know. But it's nice to, it was nice to cap off a season by having them win it. Hey, so fr- what's the deal? Like, so by, we, we chatted about this and I wrote a little bit about it. Uh, uh, yeah. Speaking of the $18 million over the right. cap that they were, uh, et cetera, et cetera. And, and so uh, what's his first name now? Nikita Kucherov. Nikita Kucherov had this, post-game press conference where he was clearly hammered and then and then the celebration of course in the Stanley and then he trash Montreal's fans then they then he signs a deal with Bud Light or it, it, it as somebody who used to get hammered all the yeah, time yeah. And, and who doesn't get hammered anymore um and so knock yourself out if that's what you want to do but you know like it, it's it seems to have become a thing here lately for uh pro sports teams 
to see how hammered you can right. get. In, Alex Ovechkin made it when he was well, doing keg yeah. stands in the Ovechkin, cup, right? There was uh, Chris Streveler in the in the yes. parade of the Bombers was just like totally whacked. Tom Brady could barely stand up. That's right. After like yeah, like like really like do you remember? Did you see the, the, yes, the videos they, he, of Tom? I know. Brady? Wasn't he getting off a boat and uh, he, yeah yeah. Like, yeah like he was just like and he's all and he was kind of a funny drunk and but all drunks think they're funny. Frankly. Yes. I used to think I was funny when I was a drunk too, Mike. You know I wasn't. I was a pain in did the ass. Did you see what they did to but the Stanley Cup itself? And then they so like, they like, they broke it. And I, I don't know that athletes i'm never one to think that athletes should be you know role models for kids or whatever but they are and it's just like is there not some sort of i mean there's i mean they don't want players they want players behaving a certain way but yeah. is, is this is this okay like well some okay? will say it humanizes them right uh, and well, how is that humanized because we've all got stupid drunk and i guess i guess we can really? now relate to that really? highly paid oh, okay. athlete I yeah maybe showing some sort of like emotion or or feelings of happiness and gratitude or or like, oh my God, I'm so blessed to be yeah, able yeah. to do this for a living. That's that boring. would humanize you. Um, really? Boring. I, I guess so, yeah. I don't know. Well the lightning are on quite the uh quite the party uh are they still here. partying? Yeah. They are still partying. In the bay yeah. There? Yeah. yeah, I mean yeah. that's a nice area for sure. All and right. uh, yeah, I'm just getting old. I guess they're making up for what they couldn't do last year, Steve. Of course they won it in the bubble and But this, they did. They had the party. They in the did, bay they had last the boat year. party and yeah. stuff. But yeah. this year it seems like they've taken it way over the top and it's been something. I missed to it. Watch. I'm sorry I'm not watching. <laughs> Okay, we're back for the third period of our Jet Setra podcast. Uh, Mike, uh, while I was away, uh, the Bombers broke training camp last uh, weekend uh, for the first time in 14 years. <laughs> <laughs> the team is back in the field, and it looks like they're going to have a season here starting August 5th yeah. where they will embark on defending their Grey Cup championship that they won uh, 14, 16 months ago or whatever it was. CFL looks good to go. Um, there's some still up in the air as to how many people will be in. We might get a little more field. clarity later today because oh, the government be today is announcing the next phase of our reopening. And so um, they, they could get some clarity. I know Wade Miller was saying the other day, Steve, that based on the, what the next phase is, that would be 50%. So they're thinking potentially a half filled IG field on August 5th, which right. is just a couple weeks away, of fully vaccinated because that's Correct. the only people they're going to let in. Yep. Uh, so there could be 15,000 there. And then I guess phase three, which the projection was Labor Day, but we're actually ahead of that path. I think that would be when maybe they move to 100%. So uh, maybe they'll get an exemption. What do you think? Or do you think it, do you think it'd be right to give them an exemption? I mean, if if we're just talking fully vaccinated fully and vaccinated outdoors, people, sure, yeah. that'd be a hell of a, an incentive. Like we're talking about how to motivate maybe some of these holdouts to get our numbers up. I mean, start rewarding people in major ways. And so come down to IG Field and celebrate a Great Cup championship would be a pretty good motivator. Like a packed house would be pretty cool. Yeah, it's interesting, Steve. I was just reading this morning, actually, Saskatchewan. So they, they now have no... Uh, there's no restrictions on anything in Saskatchewan. Right. They've dropped everything. They actually have put right. So I, I assume they're going to have a hundred percent capacity at their football games. I presume so. Yeah. Uh, but they apparently, do. <laughs> yeah. But apparently, the tickets have now been on sale for a few days, and none of their games are sold out yet. Which oh. I don't know what that means. Oh. 
we, you and I have talked in the past about like, are people going to be a little more, and I, I equate it to my own feeling in Tampa last week of not wanting to take my mask. I just wonder if people are going to be trepidatious. I love that word at first. And so even if you're fully vaxxed, will there be some who are like, uh, I don't know if I'm comfortable yet doing that. I've gotten used to just not being around large groups of people. Right. It has nothing to do with yeah. COVID. <laughs> Everything to do with being I antisocial. Like, I kind of like yeah. just social distancing. For sure. So <laughs> I'm a huge social distancing fan, folks. And it's tough to social distance <laughs> if you're in a crowd of 30,000. It is. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just, I do not miss crowds. No. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> so I wonder, is that a bit of a canary in the coal mine? Like if Saskatchewan is having trouble selling out when they, they actually can? Like, is that a harbinger? of I things to come a month away though i think True. maybe you know like yeah people are still maybe just on the fence maybe people thought and the other thing the i mean tickets aren't crazy expensive by ticket standards but let's not forget there's a lot of people in society that took a beating right financially right, right. and the money for some of those things might not be there in the way that it was before the pandemic but yeah i mean it's great to see the bombers back on the field. Is it hot enough out there for them? Yeah, My goodness! Right. Like talk about a. Get normally they'd be doing this in they'd be doing this in May, right? They and used to do two a days. They're only doing one a day now. Well, and they're going easy a bit, or they have they been. They haven't even put pads on yet, Mike. I know. I think today they they put them on. <laughs> However, did you see what? Ha- Speaking of Saskatchewan, they had four guys all tear like their ACLs or MCLs oh, I didn't see that, no. at the same time doing a, a warm-up drill last well, I week. Said, that's the thing, eh? These guys have been off a long time. And so, you know, um, I had Jeff Hamilton uh, talk to Bombers uh, athletic therapist Al Couture about this or and just about what it might look like for right. these guys coming back. And, and I think it's good that Michael Shea has been kind of slow uh, getting the team back into. Imagine no what Cal Murphy would have done with this group, right? Yeah, like, they'd have half say. the team on the injured list. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I mean, the, the first game is until August 5th. There's no preseason game. So we're still like three weeks away. Right. So there's no reason to hurry. I, I noticed that Andrew Harris. Andrew Harris, just, they said, is basically not going to practice yeah, for the next no few point. weeks. I mean, it's just stay in shape. And then, 34. Presumably right. he's been working out, you know, in advance of this. But yeah, I, I mean. imagine so. So, um, yeah, I mean, the Bombers, like, it's it's really hard to say if they can just pick up where they left off because where they left off was so long ago. Like, right. And, yeah, they're probably, I mean, I haven't looked at the rosters, but I would assume, Steve, the Bombers, almost more than anybody, probably have the most faces back of any team Hamilton in the league. I too, yeah. I think, yeah. actually, I think a lot of teams do, Mike, because a lot of guys, were, where else were they going to go? Sure. I mean, it's not, so there was some retirements from of, of some players or whatever and there's a little bit there wasn't a lot of free agency movement no because you know there was just so much uncertainty of, and, and the cap is kind of well it's below flat it's below yeah. flat, right you know what i mean so guys I think, that, to take cutbacks. I think a lot of yeah. teams have the the guys back and then even with the tiger cats they have jeremiah mazzoli back as quarterback along with dane evans i think that's his name yep. who, who took them to the to the great cup and so um hamilton's stacked i think yeah so it, it'll be interesting to see how the bombers do um, I, 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 if I was going to worry about something with the Bombers, they got all these guys back, it would, and it has nothing to do with COVID or anything. It's just I'd worry about their quarterback situation because as good as Zach Kalaros was in that, that stretch to end the season last time, the, behind Zach Kalaros is some guy in there. Question marks. Big-time question yeah. marks. And Kalaros has an injury history. Right. And so... Um, 
we'll see how that plays out. But um, but it's good. I'm you know I, that's 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 down the road. Right now, um, I think uh, you know like all of us, I'm I'm ready to see some three down football. Frankly, I wrote this or whatever is that I feel like I've been watching hockey for <laughs> right forever. Like I, I'm so sick of, of hockey right now because that's all we've kind of had. Yeah. Right. Don't you mean that? Uh, they've played two seasons of hockey, kind since, of, well, two Stanley Cups since the right. Bombers last played, and and then even and then even we're talking about hockey, and then it's a short off season. The last off season was not even really an off season because we were talking about when the next season was going to be, and it's just it's just been kind of nonstop hockey. For well, to a long put the hockey, you're right, Steve. I think back to covering the Grey Cup. You sent me to Saskatchewan for the West Final, and then Calgary for the Grey Cup. I I hit those two places like a week after the Jets played Calgary in the outdoor classic at at, at Mosaic right. in October 2019 which so to think that the CFL season ended shortly after that and that was like the first weeks of the 2019 NHL season right. and we've now had like you say two NHL seasons come and go to Stanley Cups and the CFL really hasn't played at all. Right. It's it's incredible to think. So yeah, it'll and be there's nice. There's nothing local. We haven't, there's been no gold eyes. There's been no they've been had a little two bit of seasons of here. Of I mean, not so here, yeah. It's just been it just really has been nonstop hockey. And so um you know I got a I got a lot of calls and emails from people just saying that, you know, thank God that season's over or whatever, yeah. right? Did I mean and, and so so anyways, let's bring on some football are you ready for some football? That <laughs> That's very good. Yeah. Uh, is that Hank Williams Jr.? I think, I think so, that yeah. does that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so August 5th, uh, just around the corner. And uh, it, it'll be a little more of a sprint this year because what they're only playing 14, right? Not yeah. 18. Yeah. Uh, and a great cup that'll get handed out in Hamilton in mid December. Yeah, yeah, that'll be interesting. Uh, and maybe it'll be Bombers Hamilton, the sequel, uh, two years in the making. Uh, it has the potential, anyways. So we'll, we'll watch what happens. All right, folks, we're back for the overtime period of our Jet Setra podcast. I did mention at the top of the show that Mike is currently interrupting his one week of vacation. I might even cut that week short, frankly, make him work on the weekend. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> if Jets news break, heck, if the Jets traded Andrew Kopp today, Steve, well, I would yeah, jump in with it. You're in. Yeah, I am I'm, in. I'm warning you. So um, anyways, you have a week of not having to write any columns and that kind of thing, or whatever, yeah. which is a break. Give the brain a break. Gives a, gives a break on the brain or whatever. And, um, you know, I, I've been off a little bit. I had uh, some time off and then had a little bit of a, a, a personal matter to look after. And, um, you know, I've been thinking about vacation. I, as I've been enjoying my time off here in, at, at home or whatever, I've been thinking about maybe planning going somewhere uh, going somewhere whatever, you love right? going places and now I, you kind of can yeah and so but i don't know that i want no. that mike i'm not sure I, i'm really not sure and it's not because i'm worried about covid right. it's not because i'm um yeah i kind of like i kind of like the idea of just staying staying closer to home these but you days, as I mean. a you're sort of a travel writer for yeah, our I do paper a lot of that, yeah. and you could you could do some interesting pieces now about getting back into travel well, that I'm sure a, readers would would find helpful to right. sort of so somebody asked me the other day said if you if where's the one place you'd want to go post covid 
I think it might have been a Facebook question, actually. You know those, yeah. those goofy Facebook questions? Where come? they're stealing all your personal information. Right. Is that what they're doing? Yeah. That's what they we're say. They always say, never fill out those quotes because they're just, it's, it's a I trap. I don't care. Steal, you can steal all my information, whatever you want there, Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah. Um, so my answer, here. this is going to be a weird, where's the one place you, if you could pick one place to go post-pandemic, where would you go, Mike? Well, it's New York, where New York. where we're going in okay. at the end of September. Our family just all right. Yeah, so that's the one place you yeah. like to go. Okay, so my answer was Scottsdale, and people are like mm-hmm. Scottsdale. Why Scottsdale? Well, I, I've been to Scottsdale a lot. I've written about Scottsdale a lot, um, and so I did chat with somebody in the Scottsdale tourism yep. board about maybe coming down there in November. Frankly, Arizona is a place where people have always gone to. Uh, for rest and recovery, R&R, yeah. healing, all that kind of thing or whatever. So I guess the idea of maybe going somewhere to kind of just heal a little bit mm-hmm. or whatever. But, I mean, I don't know that I necessarily need that. I've I, There's lots of things I can do in Manitoba or whatever to do that. I mean, on the weekend, I went out to Pine Point Rapids and went for a hike, and I went to Nudimick Lake swimming. Nice. Rode my bike yesterday down to the um, – uh, took a nice long – a, a ride down to St. Norbert back way and then ended up at the Trappist Monastery there yeah. and I found a nice place to sit and be quiet or whatever and just you know there's a lot of places you, there's a lot of things what I found during the pandemic is that there's a lot of things I can do I don't need to go somewhere right. to be someplace yeah. type of thing if that makes any sense but we'll see yeah, I mean, the, the the society, I think, is going to be looking more and more now to travel. People have put travel plans on hold for a long time. Yep, so yep. Um, you can lead the way, perhaps, Maybe, Steve. we'll see. Uh, for me, this, this particular week off, I'm not going anywhere. Of course, just got back, uh, but uh, have played, uh, played Bell Acres the other day with six family members. By the way, is... I still have not hit the golf club. You did not? Well, it was really hot when you were off. You yeah, were going to go to the range. I love hitting the golf club when it's really hot because my body's oh. a little more loose. I used to love playing golf in the scorching heat. Yeah. And especially if it was a really humid day. Right. Yeah. Just like sweaty. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I love playing golf like that. <laughs> I am hitting the ball better this year, especially my last few rounds than I have basically since I was a teenager Wow. and no lessons, nothing like that. I've just, I figured a couple things out specifically with my driver, which I always have had trouble hitting. I'm hitting my driver like maybe better than I have in my life. Um, which is making me want to golf more because the more you do something and you're like, oh, yeah, that you was get the great. driver well, it makes the game enjoyable. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I'm if hitting them not, long and like... straight, which I never wow. used to be able to hit. In fact, I was the guy that would always hit like three iron off the tee because right. I couldn't trust my driver. Now I'm not hitting the three iron very well, but my goodness, am I ever crushing my driver? Uh, so I played Bell Acres the other day. That was my eighth round of the year. I, my goal is 15 rounds this year, so I'm just over halfway there. I think I'm playing on Friday this week as well. Not sure where yet, but uh, so I should I should hopefully hit my 15. And uh, yeah, doing a lot of swimming. Aunt and uncle have a pool, and it's been great swimming weather. Um, and just enjoying uh, a great Manitoba summer. Yeah, it's been. I mean, the weather. Cool. I, by the we need way, some I, rain though. I did. I did do. It's been a while since we did one of these, so I did accomplish one of my goals this summer was to ride uh, a 100 kilometer. I like vomited when I saw <laughs> on Strava, which you're on and I'm right. on. When I saw your 100 
kilometer ride, ride yeah. I, I instantly just got sore oh. and I wanted to puke. So I did, I've done, I did two of them in one week. Yeah. So I did one on a Monday and then I did one on Canada Day, uh, Canada Day Fondo. They call it a Fondo. Right. If you ride a hundred kilometers. But, um, what does Fondo stand for? No idea, Mike. Oh. I'll have to Google that. Hmm. Um, but some fancy Italian word for 100 kilometers, okay, I guess, yeah. or something. Yeah. Maybe Fondo means 100. Could be. In Italian? Yeah. I, that's just a wild guess, <laughs> if I'm right. <laughs> oh, what do I get? Yeah. So, yeah, so that was one of my goals. But now I, I, I would like to push that and get it up to maybe not this year, but we'll see, 160K or whatever, right? You know, which is a. <laughs> 100, 100 miles. miles, right? It's 163 kilometers, actually. Right. Is 100, 100 miles. And so I was chatting with this guy, this old guy that I know. I shouldn't have called him old. This guy that I know that's 84 uh, and wonderful man. And and um, he was telling me the other day that he did an American, an American 100 mile ride right. when he was 76. Wow. Yeah. So he's and he's 84 now, man. So there's a reason he's 84, and he's he's he's. And he still he still rides his bike a lot. Amazing. And yeah, he's out in the boat. So, anyways, I was I was pretty happy. Was there at that. any point in that hundred that you were thinking I'm not going to make it? No, or, no, not it really. felt good. Yeah, no, yeah, it was it was I probably could have I, I I didn't go really really hard. Yeah. I mean I think I averaged twenty kilometers. What had hour. been your longest ride ever up to Before that? Before that, eighty two kilometers. Okay, yeah. so you weren't. Because I equate it back to the one and only half marathon I ran, which was stupid how I trained, where the longest run I ever did was five miles. Right. And then I went and ran 13 yeah. nonstop, yeah. which by mile 10, I was ready to die, right. which I would not recommend that you got to build yourself up, right? right? Don't just now triplicate your longest run. So no, I'm sure like, if you had only done like 30, no. that would have been No, murder. and then I did that one on the Monday and then on the Thursday a buddy of mine called and said, you want to go for a ride? And he, we thought we were just going to go for 65 <laughs> or 70K. And then we ended up going 107K. And um, and it was kind of like, it, it wasn't as hard even, right? You mean, because you, yeah. you kind of get it under you or whatever, right? Yeah, so. That's impressive for sure. Did you reward yourself at least with some ice cream after that? Oh, I probably did. I had <laughs> ice, I have ice cream pretty much every day, Mike. So uh, I had well, Dairy Queen ice cream cake last night. Very nice. But I'll tell you what. Okay, so I, 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 I do promote... I found the best ice cream treat. Yeah. I'm a huge fan of Fett. They're salted caramel mm -hmm. on a Cinnaboyne. But I went to Doug and Betty's, um, uh, which is a place across from Inferno's on this Murons uh, while I was on vacation. And I had this hot fudge slash cherry slash something else parfait. Oh. That was, oh, my God, folks. I might have to go again this weekend. So good. So good. If you like cherries and hot fudge together, chocolate, yummy. That's impressive. Well, my my best eating experience was in Montreal last week when I had the toasted hot dogs, the, the show chiens, as they call them. They're famous at Bell Center in Montreal. I had two of them. Uh, but I actually had a really good weight loss this week and hit 108 now. I'm at nice. my lowest. So uh, I think I need to include more toasted hot dogs in my oh, diet go going for forward. Yeah. I, I wouldn't bother. If I'm going to add some calories, <laughs> go for the ice cream, Mike. All right, folks, that's it. We've gone way over our time. For the Sorry three about of you that, who are still listening, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, and we'll talk to you again next week. Expansion well, Draft Day will be back. Episode yeah. 70. Thank you.